Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 13th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And today is going to be a tough episode, but we're going to get through it together because that's what we do here on the show. We are community and we spread the love with our Magic family. We do have to talk about the Magic's big loss to the Dallas Mavericks on Saturday night. Uh, There won't be a whole lot to say about it, but there will be some things to say and break down. And then we'll talk a little bit about what that means for the team probably coming to a conclusion that many of you have already come to, but is, is painstakingly obvious at this point of the season. And finally, I'm going to close the show off by discussing uh, Serge Ibaka and where he might end up as uh, the rumors around Ibaka continue to swirl, and, and I think the, the writing is on the wall when it comes to him. Before we get going, though, I do want to say a quick word from our pals at SeatGeek before I depress you all about what's going to happen. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long, long time now, and it's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to. And none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They have come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or concert. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and I just used it uh, and I've used it in the past to, to get tickets to games. Let's say uh, I have I have two tickets to Orlando City, and I had a third person I wanted to go, and they said, hey, can I go? I easily tapped onto my phone, found tickets in my section and my row at, at Camping World Stadium, got them into the game. We all sat together, had a great time, watched Orlando City draw, because that, you know, it's 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 kickoff, draw, repeat with Orlando City, at least last year it was. Uh, and it's the first place I go to whenever I have trouble finding tickets. The NCAA tournament's coming up in Orlando at the end of March. I'm going to be probably traveling somewhere to go go to the NCAA tournament since my Northwestern Wildcats defeated the Wisconsin Badgers. I know, I, I have a, a cheer for basketball team that wins occasionally. Um, they defeated the Wisconsin Badgers in Madison, and it looks like they're punching their ticket to their first NCAA tournament. I know I'm going to need tickets to that, whether they're playing in Sacramento or Indianapolis or Tulsa or wherever. SeatGeek's where I'm going to go to to get my tickets. Everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work and you save time and most importantly, money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll see these green dots. That's a, that's a good thing. That means you're getting a good price. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do to get your $20 rebate on tickets. Download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code L-O-Magic. That's L-O-Magic. 
and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. Now to rip off the Band-Aid. We're gonna, let's talk about the big event from the weekend. Of course, I'm talking about former Orlando Magic dancer Naomi winning the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. That's right, Naomi upset, proved all the critics wrong uh, that she could win the WWE Women's title. And so we're very proud of Orlando Native. She's born in, born in Sanford, Florida, went to Oviedo High School. Very proud of Naomi for bringing home the title. Hopefully, I have no reason to think she won't. She'll be, she'll be wearing the belt, heading to WrestleMania at Camping World Stadium. So big congratulations to Naomi. A bright spot among the Magic family. Very, very happy. Uh, I, I posted on OrlandoMagicDaily.com some highlights from her Orlando Magic Dancer days. She was a Magic Dancer for two years. Uh, right out of high school, uh, was one of the original da- dancing dunker, uh, dunking dancers, if I'm not mistaken. A crazy athlete, uh, but a big, hearty congratulations to Naomi. Uh, probably been driving the most tra- traffic on Twitter for me uh, of late. Uh, she, she's, she has a lot of fans. She's she's really awesome. If you've never seen her perform, I don't, you know whatever you whatever you want to think about wrestling, it's it's entertainment. Um, Fantastic performer, and I'm very and the crowd was amazing in Phoenix. Uh, raining down, you deserve it. Chance as she won her first ever WWE title. Blue looks good on her, and that blue uh, women's championship belt that they have looks fantastic on Naomi. So congratulations to her. Wish we could be congratulating the Orlando Magic. I know that's what everyone wants to talk about more than than the WWE there, but. Say la vie. That's what we're gonna. That's what we do here. The Orlando Magic, though, did not have a productive road trip. They went to Dallas and took on the Dallas Mavericks. Fell one twelve to eighty, and this game was not close really at any point. Orlando took a fourteen seven lead early. It looked like they were playing with good energy and good intention, and you know, playing energetic defense. They're taking some tough shots. The offense was a little stagnant. You know, it was a little rough. But that's the Magic. But if they're playing good defense, they give themselves a chance. They go up 14-7, and then just coming out of that timeout, it's over. It's literally just over. Dallas hits them with a barrage of three-pointers. Made 17 for the game. Wesley Matthews had six on his own. Nicholas Brusino hit two in the fourth quarter uh, for, for the Mavericks as their lead extended out to as much as 37 points. Orlando loses another game by 30-plus points. This was a disaster Fully and completely a disaster for the Orlando Magic. Every talk of building momentum, of putting things together, you just kind of have to throw it out the window. This team, this wasn't about being shorthanded. Aaron Gordon did not play again. This wasn't about lineup changes. C.J. Watson started for Alfred Payton again. uh, Alfred Alfred Payton coming off the bench. Um, This isn't about players getting back into the rhythm. You know, Evan Fournier is putting up some good numbers and, and... didn't play a completely terrible game, scoring 14 points on 6 for 14 shooting in about 30 minutes. Uh, it, it wasn't... It, it, those are those excuses do not work with this team anymore. Those excuses are just wrong at this point. This was a team that just got beat up on the floor. They took a punch in the first quarter and never punched back. Never made a serious run back at the lead when they lost their 14-7 lead. They never, they never fought back. And... We're at the point of the season where that can't happen anymore, and and it happens regularly. I mean, we were talking here, what, three weeks ago, two weeks ago? 
The Magic got beat by 30 against Boston. It was two weeks ago. The Magic got beat by 30 in Boston. And everyone sat there. The, the player sat there and said the right thing. Said, you know, this is embarrassing. We can't do this. You know, we got to have a little more pride out there. They went out and beat um, beat Toronto the next night. Played one of their better offensive games. Played one of their better games overall against a good Toronto Raptors. Or against a struggling Raptors team, but still a talented and good Raptors team. This pattern, though, continues. And it doesn't feel like it's going to stop anytime soon. And, of course, the the conclusion to draw is that, you know, this is who this team is. They score 29 points between the second and third quarters, only 12 in the second quarter, giving up 32 points. It turned a six-point deficit into a 26-point deficit, and the game was over. They trailed by 30 for a good chunk of the third and fourth quarters. Garbage time saved them. They, you know, cut it below 30 for a while, but Dallas just worked them, and it wasn't hard. They would get into the paint, draw everyone in, and kick out for three, and they'd make it because they were taking open shots. Orlando, meanwhile, was stuck playing isolation basketball, and that's not who this team is. That can't be who this team is. They're not good enough to play that way. They score, They have 16 assists on 32 makes, shoot 39% from the floor, 3 for 23 from beyond the arc. This isn't a good three-point shooting team, and they were settling for three-pointers all night. They didn't hit a three-pointer until the third quarter. You know, the scheduled tweet almost did not go out from, from the Magic's Twitter account. Meanwhile, Dallas shoots 49.5%, 17 for 35 from beyond the arc. That is the recipe for a blowout. 32 assists on 45 field goal makes. This wasn't Dallas taking hard shots. This was Dallas doing whatever they wanted against the Magic. And for a team that was still trying to sell us that they were making the playoffs, and, and God love Frank Vogel and his Sisyphean efforts to go up that hill and try and say this team's going gunning for the playoffs. This isn't a team going for the playoffs anymore. This is a team that's, that's packed it in. And... That's an unfortunate truth because I don't I, I don't like to tell say players aren't trying and don't care. Nikola Vucevic is trying as trying his butt off still. I like to think Evan Fournier is, but I, I you know I think Evan Fournier is also kind of miscast in his role. But Nikola Vucevic sat there after the game and, and told Josh Robinson the Atlanta Sentinel we should be embarrassed by this loss and, and they absolutely should be. Vucevic only goes one for five, makes scores three points, ten rebounds. They couldn't get him the ball. They couldn't put get get him the ball in good positions, and, and maybe some of it is Vucevic doesn't like to post up. But Serge Ibaka, four for ten. Only two players score in double figures. Evan Fournier with fourteen, or three players score in double figures. Evan Fournier with fourteen on six for fourteen shooting. See, and and he took a p- couple of, of rough shots in in the first quarter. Um, seemed to be really forcing his offense. And as the Magic got further down, they seemed to be forcing their offense more. They they as as Frank Vogel said, we've got to trust the pass, and he said it throughout the year that this team doesn't pass naturally. It's it, it's it's not second nature for them to pass the ball and the that ten and maybe we poo-pooed that as them building chemistry or them learning each other still or them trying to learn the offense. In reality, that might be the heart of the problem. Is is this this team does not trust each other yet and you see plenty of examples of it throughout the game. CJ Watson 10 points 3 for 7 shooting. 
Bismack Biombo leads the team in scoring with 15 points on 5 for 7 shooting, adds 7 rebounds, including 5 offensive rebounds. When Bismack Biombo is leading you in scoring, you're probably not doing things right. Um, give credit to guys who played with energy. Nikola Vucevic played with energy. I thought Evan Fournier did play with energy, although it might not have been efficient energy. Mario Zonia played with tremendous energy. I think he, yeah, I think he really cares and is trying to take the most, make the most of his opportunity. Whether he is or not um, is up for another debate. Seven points, three for eleven shooting, one for six from beyond the arc. Six rebounds though. Did a good job on the glass. Generally did a good job defensively. I thought um, wasn't wasn't as much of a liability as usual, but. He's got to make open shots when he gets them if he wants to stay on the floor. Um, and he's, he's gotten enough to, to get another chance, though. Um, just, just This is a game the Magic want to forget. But but they can't forget this game because they've had to learn this lesson so many times this year. And having learned that lesson so many times this year, we're nearing the All-Star break. We're nearing the trade deadline. We're nearing the final quarter of the season. Orlando sits six games out of the playoffs. Might be six and a half now with Detroit winning today, winning Sunday. And have not won consecutive games since December. And like I said, Frank Vogel is Sisyphus right now. He's rolling that boulder up the hill only to have it fall back and crush him again. And he's going to continue to preach that they can make a run and make the playoffs. And God love him for doing that. Because, he, I mean, he's essentially done this. I mean, the, the Pacers in 2015 were maybe two or three, were maybe two games ahead of the Magic where they are now, uh, but made, made the, but got a game within the playoffs, won 38 games. And it seems like 38 is going to be about the number this year. The Magic don't have that run in them. And with the trade deadline coming up, with where they're likely going to have to trade Serge Ibaka, it's time, you know, everyone else has probably jumped the ship and probably come to this conclusion. It's time for the Magic to come to this conclusion, too. The Orlando Magic need to rebuild again. Whatever form that takes, this roster does not work. And it's time to rethink and change the way the Magic approach things. I'm not going to sit here and advocate that they fire Rob Hennigan yet. I think that that... Uh, Josh, Ro- Josh Robinson of the Orlando Sentinel asked Alex Martins, Magic CEO Alex Martins, um, about that uh, over the weekend. And Martins said, rightly I think, that they're going to wait till the end of the season to do personnel evaluations. Everyone goes through evaluations at the end of the season. This is, that's normal procedure for the Magic. They're going to wait to make that decision at the end of the season. And it is very likely and and very possible that Hennigan does not make it. But regardless of that decision, but but there's also reporting out there, uh, primarily from Steve Kyler, Basketball Insiders, that there is a sense that, you know, they may give Hennigan a second chance or may give him another year. A second year with Frank Vogel, you know, maybe a year to, you know, if, if, if our speculation is correct, a year to, to shape the roster the way he wants. But, as I think is also notable, this roster is his. He owns this failure. He owns this failure of this team. 
And and that's a decision. That's, of course, something that will come into consideration later. Whatever, whoever's in charge and whatever form it takes, though, the Magic do need to rethink how their team is built and what to do with the rest of the season. We all know that the Serge Ibaka deal is going to shape a lot of things for the Magic. He is their most tradable and probably most in-demand asset, as, as I'll talk about in just a moment. What the Magic get for him will set the team down a path. And what the Magic do this summer will also set them down a path. It's, it's time to go in a new direction of sorts. Relying on free agency and bringing in veterans did not work. It did not net the results the Magic hoped for. But that doesn't mean... So, how they move forward is going to be the big question for the team. And for sure, this year, they need to focus on their young guys. After the All-Star break, and I imagine it'll, I imagine it'll happen after the All-Star break, they need to be playing Aaron Gordon a lot more, experimenting with him some at the four in this system and within this defense. They need to be playing Mario Azonia. They need to figure out and determine if Alfred Payton's their future. They need to de-emphasize veterans and give the young guys their chance. Whoever they get in the Serge Ibaka deal, they need to figure out exactly what role he's going to play. And then, of course, the Magic need to bank on getting a high draft pick and making him a part of their core, too. And moving forward as well, I think it's vastly important that the Magic focus in on building a more functioning and better roster. They need to make sure the pieces that they have complement each other. That it isn't just a roster thrown together haphazardly or with some idea of, of an identity, but with little chance of execution. Or make sure that that players don't duplicate and run into each other skill-wise. They need to get shooting, as, as I talked about last, last week. They need to do all these things. But it's clear they can't stick with what they have. It's clear that pairing certain players together probably isn't going to work. Having Evan Fournier as your number one offense or perimeter player isn't going to work. They need to rethink their roster a lot in the next five months, six months. And it starts with right now someone admitting this rebuild failed and recommitting to a long-term plan, a rebuild of a rebuild. It is the harsh reality, but it's a reality a lot of us have already kind of come to grips with and have already put our focus into. Unfortunately, it's just time. What they have on the floor isn't working. It isn't working from an effort standpoint, and it isn't working from a result standpoint. It's hard to sell what the Magic are putting out on the court right now. 
It's really hard to sell. And I'm not saying this is just about selling tickets. I think Mike Bianchi uh, of the Orlando Sentinel did a really good job just describing it very simply. This team needs some hope. They need a sense that their future is going to be something. This group, the team that they're playing, that they put out on the floor, was meant to do something this year, and they didn't. And so now the question is, how do you get out of it? And you get out of it by resetting, by hitting the reset button, trying to go young again, trying to grow and find veterans that complement your young players. They need to pick a player to build around. Whether it's Aaron Gordon, whether it's Evan Fournier, whether it's Alfred Payton, whether it's Nikola Vucevic, and complement that player properly. And see where that takes you. And maybe the ping pong balls bounce your way and you get that draft pick that changes your franchise. There are a few guys who could possibly do that in this year's draft. And I'll probably go over them a little bit uh, later this later this week. But it's it's time to to reset and rethink. And when the Magic do that at, at the trade deadline next week, that's when we'll have a better understanding of what and who this team will be for the next several years. Napa know It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. And of course, that all starts with the Serge Ibaka trade. There is no doubt that this is going to be a defining deal for the Magic for the next few years. Not in the same way the Dwight Howard deal was. And I think most of us would still agree the Magic did a good job in the Dwight Howard deal. But this is the kind of deal that sets up the Magic going forward. And the good news is, it does seem like Serge Ibaka has a trade market. Even as an expiring contract, even as someone that is essentially a rental, teams want a rim-protecting four like Serge Ibaka who can spread the floor. He's proven himself offensively this year. He's having a career offensive year, and, and that's expected with the usage increase that, that the Magic gave him. But they also know that he can still defend at a very high level when, when he's focused in. And for a team that's on the edge of the playoffs, that's extremely valuable. Mark Stein of ESPN.com reported on Sunday that it's... A matter of if, not when, essentially, the Magic... Not, not not a matter of if, it's a matter of when the Magic trade Serge Ibaka, essentially. And that there is a, a pretty serious market uh, developing. And the Magic are going to take a look at all their offers, see what they can get, and make a decision by the trade deadline. And probably closer to the trade deadline. I wouldn't expect a deal this week. And it's clear that this is the right decision. I mean, I think we all recognize this. Ibaka is not likely to re-sign with the Magic this summer, even with the amount the Magic could offer him. Clearly, the team has struggled since adding him. It's hard to justify bringing him back even, especially if you're going to pay him close to a max salary. And 
for a team looking to reform, this is your best piece to move and, and get some value back. You're not going to get Victor Oladipo, Arsano Yusov, and DeMontis Sabonis back. But you can get something at least somewhat valuable. And I think what the Magic are ultimately looking for in this deal is to get a young player, possibly on his second contract, and a late first-round pick. And if they can do that, I, I think they'll have done a good job. If it's Terrence Ross in a first, that's a good job. Alan Crabb in a first, that's, that's probably a good job. Maybe they have to take on a bad contract and, and someone who's still on their rookie deal, but I think that's a fair price to pay at this point. Don't expect them to go get Victor Oladipo back or, or someone of equal value. That that ship sailed, they, that, that cost is sunk. All the Magic are trying to do is recoup value. And so who are the teams that are interested in Serge Ibaka right now? Well, according to reports, the Miami Heat and Toronto Raptors have emerged as two Eastern Conference teams look trying pushing seriously for Ibaka, and, and Toronto's a team that the that 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 we've targeted a lot when it comes to Ibaka deals. Um, when when Orla- when the Orlando Magic Daily staff did did a roundtable of potential Ibaka deals, almost every single one of us noted the Toronto Raptors and viewed Terrence Ross as as one of the best returns the Magic could get. And so this is no secret that the Raptors want Terrence Ross or want Serge Ibaka. It's been that way since it's pretty much been been that way since the draft when the Magic swooped in and took him essentially from the from the Raptors. So they're definitely a team to target. I'm not 100% sure what Miami could offer. Um, I'm not certain what they have the Magic would want. I I don't think they're willing to trade Justice Winslow. They're certainly not willing to trade Goran Dragic. I doubt Hassan Whiteside's on the table, but those pieces are... The Magic are going to want something significant. Tyler Johnson isn't going to do it. Josh Richardson isn't going to do it. It's Deion Waiters isn't going to do it. Maybe Deion Waiters would, and, and they they just let him walk this summer. But Orlando, in this deal, wants a long-term asset plus a draft pick or something equivalent. Like if Toronto gives them Jakob Pertle, I think, I think there's a deal there. So that's a starting point. Outside of Miami, there's been reports that Houston's been interested in 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 Serge Ibaka, there's there's been reports of Portland, although Portland just made a deal for Yusuf for Yusuf Nurkic, but they did acquire a third first round pick, so it's possible the Magic try and get to them for for first round pick. I'm sure Portland would rather deal Evan Turner than Alan Crabb, but I, I think Alan Crabb is the kind of player the Magic could could chase after a little bit. Um, no interest in Turner. Don't don't even bring that up. That's that's a bad decision. That's a bad idea. Um, other than that, Washington might be a team. They've, they've been surging of late. They could probably use some front court help uh, and some help with help with their bigs. Um, if if they if they're willing to put Kelly Oubre on the table, maybe even I doubt they'll put Otto Porter on the table. But they do have to pay everyone, and they've they've paid Beal, they've paid Wall, so maybe they're not willing to pay Porter. And the Magic are maybe that's someone they could they could chase after. Um, 
After that, after that, Boston has been a team that's been rumored to be interested, at least in Nikola Vucevic at one point. Um, those talks apparently didn't go very far. They were just kind of leaked out. Um, but if they are interested in Ibaka, Boston could, could send over Amir Johnson to, to help, with the, help with the forward situation. Um, and it's also possible the Magic could maybe try and get, you know, a lot of people have focused on Jalen Brown. I don't see Boston trading Jalen Brown. They're certainly not trading the, the, the Brooklyn pick swap. Um, I, I don't think Marcus Smart's on the table either, so I, I, it's it's kind of hard to see a deal there. Houston, I don't think Houston has anything the Magic are interested in, um, unless they're willing to give up Montrezl Harrell. They're not going to give up Clint Capella, so I, I think it's a lot of it's a moot point. The focus for the Magic when it comes to Serge Ibaka and where he could possibly land is, is definitely on Toronto. Um, I think there is a market. Um, there's probably stuff. There's probably teams in there that we haven't heard of and, and deals we haven't haven't really thought seriously about that the Magic are looking into. But it feels like at the end of the day, they're going to be focused on Toronto. Toronto has a good team. They'd be willing to re-sign Ibaka. I think Ibaka would be willing to sign there, and I think they know their window is open to win. Now they're struggling right now too. They could use a little bit of injection and especially a little bit of defense. And Ibaka, I don't think, will hurt their offense very much. He will he will help them in the playoffs, possibly help them overcome the Cavaliers. This is their opportunity now. And so I think Toronto is ultimately where Ibaka is going to end up. Um, I think the focus is there. The stars just seem to be aligning too much. I think Toronto has exactly what the Magic want. And Toronto's in a position where they need to make a deal like this to take that next step. Um, or, or to stay in the race themselves with where they're at. So that's the direction that I see things going. There is a bit of a market. There are a few teams that I think would be interested in Ibaka. And I think right now it's natural not to hear very much coming from the Magic or coming from anywhere about this. This is not information gathering stage. This is, okay, we've made our decision. Let's hear what everyone has to offer, discuss, and debate. We have a week and a half to do this now. And so I think you'll see... See them get a little more serious. I think, you know, you'll. I think more specific trade talks will get hammered out, and 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 specific things will get hammered down. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Magic pulled the trigger on a Tuesday trade like they did last year, um, after the All Star break. But it's coming, and it's very clear that it's going to happen sooner rather than later. It's not a matter of if, but a matter of when, with Serge Ibaka. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, clearly, there there is a market. There are needs that need to be filled, and I think the Magic will be able to get at least part of what they want in this deal. And like I said, it's important that this deal set up their future moving forward. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Uh, sorry, couldn't talk about a good game. I, 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 hope, I, I, hope, I hope the news about Naomi makes you happy. Um, always good to see Magic Dancer alumni doing well. Uh, and and certainly she's doing it well on on a public on a public front. Um, uh, so good good to see an Orlando native uh, getting getting the top prize, if you will. Uh, so we'll 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 take the victories where we can get them. We don't get a lot of victories right now if you're a Magic fan. So we'll take them where we can get them. So congratulations to Naomi on winning the SmackDown Women's Title on on the WWE Pay Per View Elimination Chamber. The Magic family is proud of you, Naomi. Um, so so feel the glow and revel in it as well. We'll be back on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic to recap Monday's game against the Miami Heat as well as talk about all the latest with the Orlando Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, you can follow us. I'm going to I'm going to 
be very roundabout in this in this conclusion. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as on Facebook. Like us at Locked On Magic, and of course, you can follow me on Twitter at O Magic Daily. I'll be publishing the mailbag later this week. Going to have a roundtable with our staff with some trade deadline questions and something to look forward to next Monday. Save mark it on your calendars to download the podcast and listen. Next Monday will be trade value column day. I'm hoping to have my trade value column published on Monday. Have the podcast out as a companion to it as well. So we'll talk all about trades really throughout the week. But next Monday will be a big trade day coming off the heels of the All-Star Weekend. I'll have a recap of All-Star Weekend. Hopefully Aaron Gordon will be dunking in that as well. Now for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. I want to thank you all for listening to the podcast once again. We will see you all tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. Feel the glow, everybody. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.